Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, January the 12th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we're in year C, the second Sunday of Epiphany. And during Epiphany, there's only four passages from the Revised Common Lectionary. And so on Wednesdays, in these types of scenarios, we like to take a look at something that I select along the way or that people suggest to me. So I've been kind of reflecting on a short passage in Galatians chapter 6, so that I'd read Galatians chapter 6 verses 1 through 5, provide a couple points for reflection, and then spend some time praying along the theme that we find there. So let me do that. So thanks for joining me. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When Our Eyes. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back into the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens, and in this way you obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are not only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work. Then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. You won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we each are responsible for our own conduct. This is the word of God for us. I think one of the innate human desires is to be in community, is to be connected, and I think it's because at some level deep within us, we are terrified of being alone. And I think that's pretty pure. I think uh, one theologian said that to sin is to go at it alone, is to part ways, is to go off on our own. And so there's nothing wrong with seeking solitude, but there seems to be something out of shape with wandering off on our own. And so we crave community, and that is a good thing. But I think sometimes uh, people tend to not count the cost when they drift towards community. Uh, I think it was Bonhoeffer in his Life Together book, he talked about for the one who craves solitude, they need to seek community. For those who are craving community, you need to maybe renegotiate or rethink about the, re- the underlying reasons why we are seeking community. Community is tough and it's messy because we entrust our lives to other broken people just as we are broken. And so I think all of us would suggest through life experience and just through logical exploration that uh, to seek community is a tall task and it's something that we should um, really consider and it's a place where angels fear to tread is to operate in community. But nevertheless, we will be drawn towards one another and in Christ, uh, one of the great truths of the Christian life is that we are one part of the body of Christ and we are all put together and as we dwell together, we make up the body of Christ. And so what I like about Galatians chapter 6 is that it gives us a couple of different things to consider when joining a community. So initially what Paul says in Galatians 6, 1 and and 2 is, hey, if somebody is wandering away from the path, um, we will be tempted to kind of let them figure it out on their own. But one um, of the tasks of community is to chase that person down and to lovingly implore them to come back into the community. What uh, Galatians 6.2 says is that when we do this, we fulfill the law of Christ. When we bear a burden with somebody else, help shoulder the load with them, we fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, but Paul says this is, uh, this is a risky task. It's an important task. It's a vital task for community, but it can be risky. And so give careful thought to our ways so that we are not tempted in the same way. 
But then he makes a strong pivot uh, to another direction. He begins to talk about another part of community. He says that uh, when we're in community, we're going to be side by side with one another. So we need to pay attention to our own work. Um, other translations of this passage say that we can take pride in our own work if we cease to compare ourselves with one another. And so Paul says, in community, you're going to be close to one another, and you're going to be tempted to look to the person to your left or to your right, and to compare that with what you're doing. And if you're doing better than them, you're going to take pride in your own work, and you're going to judge them, right? Or we're going to look to our right or to our left, we see that we're not measuring up to what other people are doing. We're going to condemn ourselves. So Paul says, don't go into isolation, but be in community and just know that if you give yourself to your own task, you could take great pride, the good form of pride in your work because um, you are considering your own life, you're considering your own conduct, and you're taking care of your own business. And so this is where I like to lean on Lynn Sweet. Lynn Sweet talks about the difference between community and connection. He says sometimes uh, there is a false promise in community because when we go into community, we kind of lose our own identity. And because of that, we think that we don't have any of our own interests. We can't look over our own life. We have to uh, lay down our life always for the sake of the collective. And we actually lose our identity instead of have a firm identity. So he says what's better is the term connection where I am still myself, but I am myself as I connect with others. And there's something philosophical that's true here, that knowledge and truth that we ascertain is often ascertained in community. Like we rarely, we rarely discern truth on our own, but it's something that we see together as we walk with Jesus together. And so I think all this is important because you and I find ourselves in communities. We were born into a community called a family. We have a workplace community. We have a school community. We have a church community, extracurricular community, act, you know, community groups. And so we're always, if we're um, conscious of it or not, we're trying to say, what can I do for the sake of these people? Or is this community adding to my life? And so what the Apostle Paul would say is this, is that look out for one another, but also take pride in, in who you are uniquely in the midst of this community. Feel connected, but don't lose yourself in, in, the, in the sum of the whole part of a community. And so, I don't know, I think maybe as you look at your to-do list today, or the task or the schedule that you have, there might be a group of people that you are a little bit nervous to be around today. Perhaps there's some tension at work, or perhaps uh, things around the house and our family units has been a little bit tense, and so people are distant from one another. Or perhaps you're in an extracurricular group and uh, maybe it's in the malaise and the, and the dog days of the winter sport, right? And uh, we've been around these people a lot lately and um, something was said perhaps on the, the family, you know, like the parent chat that just rubbed us the wrong way. And so we're tempted to kind of take steps away from these people instead of being present towards these people. Whatever, whatever it might be, like we are in groups of people. And so what we should vow as the people of God is to fulfill the law of Christ, as Paul says here, and to bear one another's burdens, to shoulder the load with other people who are struggling under the weight of a burden. And so my prayer for us is that we would have our eyes open today for who might be weary because of a burden that they're carrying, and that we'd be eager to go towards them instead of away from them to help shoulder the load with them. So with that in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning.
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that you have drawn us into your community. Jesus, you told us that uh, you are in the Father, and the Father's in you, and the Spirit's in you, and then you call us to be with you. And so we thank you for the moment that we first understood that we could be connected to our God in relationship. What a thrilling thought that was. And we knew that that was going to change everything. It changes the way that we look at ourselves and other people. We understand that we have a bit of our identity because of who we're connected to. And so, God, we thank you for community, particularly that life-giving community that watches over us and gives us the access to watch over them. We thank you that we can be comforted in a time of loneliness, that we can be strengthened in a time of weakness because of the people you've called us to be with. And so, God, we ask that as we go searching and yearning for community, that we would find one that is life-giving and that we would also sense that you are calling us to participate, to give back, uh, to, to give as we have received from others. And so we pray, Jesus, that you would help us today, that you'd fill us with your Holy Spirit to do that in the midst of our community. God, each of us are going to encounter somebody who is wavering underneath a heavy load, a burden that's too difficult for them to carry. So we thank you for the law of Christ, which calls us to be with people who need help. And I pray that as we encounter that person today, that you would give us the strength to help them. And through it all, through the shouldering of the load together, we would be reminded of the gospel, that there's a God who is for us and not against us, who laid down his life for the forgiveness of our sins. And I pray that others might see it as well as we serve and help one another. So we love you, God. Help us today, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.